0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast, Episode 111, or 111. Ooh. Thank you for listening. If it's your first time here, we talk about video game and movie news, as well as what we watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, along with my co-host.
1: My name is Craig.
0: And let's get into what's always like with my co-host, Craig, the news, because they're yes. always together here.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, News-wise, it's kind of a slow week, at least on my end, but uh, first off, we have Norman Reedus, one of the actors uh, in Death Stranding, uh, may have confirmed that they're working on a Death Stranding sequel. Uh, He's kind of said in an interview that, yeah, we're working on a sequel really nonchalantly, and depending on what that means, I guess we're getting a second Strand game, you know, one wasn't enough.
1: Did uh, you finish the first one yet? No. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up real quick. Oh yeah, here. Okay. Um, cuz Kojima did tweet out something after this kind of came out. Um okay. and he literally said uh, the translation says go to your private room, my friend. So I don't think he's agreeing with Norman saying that or maybe he didn't want the news to be out there yet, but it kind of comes across as like please be quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I <laughs> You know, like I I would like to finish Death Stranding at some point, but with my backlog the way it is like and who knows, like uh, unfortunately for me, I really don't feel like buying Death Stranding. So I'm hoping it comes in the new PlayStation Plus. I really haven't seen, but uh, I'm all I can do is hope that it does. And then that way, I probably get to experience the game in a little bit better, you know, frame rate wise. And I know like the director's cut also added a bunch of like making the game easier as well. So maybe, maybe that's what I need to do to get back into Death Stranding.
1: Yeah. Something needs to happen to pull me back in. Um, yeah. Like that, uh, the PlayStation plus thing coming out, like I was eyeing up um, Ghost of Tsushima. I saw was on there. Yeah. The director's cut. Cause yeah. I plan
0: on, I plan on getting that as well. I plan on playing through that.
1: Yep. So I thought, you know, that might be the perfect time since I bounced off that game so quickly when it first came out for me to yeah. kind of jump back in and, and give it another shot. Um, hopefully they do put Death Stranding on there because I would definitely try it again. Yeah, so would I. Um, All right, so along those lines, uh, this actually ties directly in here. We did get a long list of games that were supposed to be in this collection, depending on what tier of PlayStation Plus you subscribe to. But also, it is not officially confirmed, but it looks as though the PlayStation 1 Classic games will be available to purchase individually, if you do not want to buy the subscription so i guess that's good news if you want to own them digitally um i will say though after looking through that list that the playstation one games are the ones i was most excited for and it's very very light okay there's not a whole lot in there there's probably i want to say between like eight or eight to 12 games maybe
0: yeah i guess that makes sense you know like they were hoping that people who originally like were interested in the ps1 stuff probably got their playstation classic yeah. and they discontinued that yeah and yeah. so do i yep. so you know there's a there's a benefit to having at least the playstation classic still uh but you know i maybe they end up growing this eventually i think they want to i think they're trying to start off light to see like what people are playing like is it you know, PS1 games they're playing? Is it PS2 games they're playing or PS3? Like, what are people diving into more that maybe we could, you know, put more resources to? That's really my only thought about it. Because, you know, I'd be interested to see the numbers on people who, like, subscribe to this. Uh, Like, for example, the Nintendo, like, Online Plus program. How many people are actually, like, playing, like, Ocarina of Time on that or, you know, Kirby 64 like yep. people always want it. And there's always a bunch of people that like play the game once or something, but then never end up playing it again. So there's a bunch of question marks as to whether or not like a lot of the times people clamor for the remakes. And then once you get it, you play it once and you never do anything about it again.
1: Yeah, like I know with the Nintendo one, um, when that first came out, I know a lot of the speedrunners from Mario 64 tried it and they were like, oh, it's not as responsive. Yeah. I feel like um with the PlayStation side of things, like the PlayStation One games, there's uh siphon filters on there, which yeah. I mean I I love that game, but I guarantee you I'm gonna play that once and be like, oh yeah, this doesn't hold up. Yeah. Um as I kind of like went through the list, I think the only one that I'm excited to play completely through is the PlayStation 2 version of Dark Cloud, which is actually like the PS4 version or something. I don't know. But anyway, huh. I have that game on PS2. Um And I like to play it and I'll just be like, yeah, I'll play through that again. But other than that, I think a lot of it is going to be like you play it once for 10 minutes and probably never touch it again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Next up on my end is going to be Obi-Wan to Fortnite. Uh, It is, again, another Disney uh, partnership with Fortnite. But, you you know, we're getting geared up for at least the next new Obi-Wan show. And on top of that, too, I kind of realized the other day and I realized this because I'm trying to watch Stranger Things like I never watched it. Um, I watched like season one, but then never got into the rest of it. And I didn't realize that kind of Netflix and Disney are kind of trying to go up against each other with uh, Stranger Things and uh, uh, ends up putting out their new season. And then we also have Obi-Wan coming out as well. So there's a lot like, Mm -hmm. you know, going on in the streaming world now. And plus, we've got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming to Paramount Plus tomorrow or, you know. The day when this releases on for the podcast today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, It is interesting. I mean, the good thing about streaming and not like in a theater is they are competing, but most people are probably going to watch both. I mean, I know I'm going to watch both. I'll be there. Stranger Things, Obi-Wan, day one, watching that stuff. Um, But yeah, it Obi-Wan and Fortnite, I guess. OK. I mean, everybody else is in Fortnite at this point, so why not? Obi Wan. I even saw that there are um I consider them blasphemy, but there are Funko pops coming out, like two packs, and the one I saw was Ryu from Street Fighter and somebody a Fortnite character. I'm like, I okay. I feel like we've gone a little too far with integrating Fortnite with everything in the world. Yeah, but no kidding. <laughs> good good on them for cross promoting literally everything in Fortnite. It's insane.
0: Yeah. And people will buy it because it's a Star oh, yeah. Wars skit and because
1: it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. So people will buy it. <laughs> exactly. Um, Sort of a long Fortnite uh, way here. Free to play. Uh, Fall Guys is going free to play in June. Also coming to Xbox. The real question on this story, though, is are people going to play it? Are you going to play it on Xbox?
0: uh maybe i i can't guarantee anything fall guys was a lot of fun especially yeah. during like covid uh like yeah. during the covid scene like getting to play this kind of weird you know you against 100 other people type game that wasn't like a first person shooter yep. definitely spiced up the market a lot for for that game i really haven't heard anything since though like you know i know they've done partnerships with sony i know they did it with near as well with like horizon with aloy and yep. b2 with uh near so th- they've they've done a good like cross marketing as well when it comes to like the fall guys campaign i just don't know if this game will receive a boost when it goes onto these other platforms but is it enough for it to maintain itself
1: yeah uh i, to, to- I don't is it like i know it's not dead But, like, I would love to see what the player base is right now on PlayStation, because I can't imagine it's insanely high.
0: Yeah, but I also feel like you've got to probably and like that type of game is great for kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a feeling that there is a that there is a part of the community that is young kids that, you know, parents don't want them to play Fortnite because it's a shooting game or something like that. So they end up playing this with their friends. So i'm gonna go with like fall guys probably has like a good like decent crowd via the young
1: yeah. um
0: you know young people true uh next on my list and this is kind of just like a telling everybody pretty much is right now and i had read a story yesterday that the nintendo eStore is going to be closing soon for the 3ds so yep. if you haven't already Uh, like gotten your games or downloaded them digitally Uh, you may be running out of time soon I did check today and you know I'll show it to the camera we (laughs) the the store is still working and it was supposed to be shut down yesterday so you know maybe by the time this podcast comes out go go and check your 3ds because it's increasingly hard to find 3ds games you know uh, like you can find them at GameStop but like major retailers most of the time don't have them anymore like cartridges galore might have some 3ds games as well yeah. but you know i i looked at my 3ds library and i was like okay i need to grab this before like it becomes 200 dollars. grab this before it becomes 200 yep. dollars. so j- just be on the whereabout and the same thing goes for the wii u because they're shutting down that store soon as well so you know if you're a nintendo fan and you definitely like want to like have a way to play the classic Nintendo games. You gotta be on your on top of your game here because this stuff's closing down soon.
1: Yeah, now now is the time I literally uh, I believe Friday. I want to say it was Friday. I unloaded my 3DS. I sold it for a decent chunk of change. Um, I was waiting and waiting until the right opportune moment. And I figured like this weekend was the perfect time and it worked. So um, I didn't have any use for my 3DS anymore. I left like a ton of demos and stuff on it when I sold it. Um but yeah, now is the time if you want to have that all backed up and ready to go. Yeah, I I didn't think about
0: selling it. I don't know no. if I'd ever sell mine. <laughs> you you must have done a pretty good job at least with that. So good for oh, yeah. you.
1: <laughs> um all right. Uh this was an interesting story I saw that I thought I'd bring up. Uh Xbox turned down Marvel which right before they made the Spider-Man game, which came to PS4, uh, we always hear about like the good decisions companies made, so I thought it was kind of interesting that this was a, in hindsight, horrible decision to turn down Marvel. Um, not saying that they would have had the same game, obviously, because it probably would have been a different developer, but having the rights to Spider-Man and all the other Marvel games could have been huge. Um, it could have swung a lot farther in Microsoft's direction instead of going to Sony.
0: Yeah. And Spider-Man is the most like popular hero, I think out yeah. of all Marvel like subsidies and heroes and whatnot. So, you know, Sony at least attacked where they had like power, which is yep. them having the Sony license. Cause if Marvel made a superhero game, it wasn't going to be a Spider-Man game, right? You maybe would have gotten a Superman maybe it, because, you know, that's been done before. Um, We've seen Batman games, but that's not Marvel. I'm just trying to think like games uh, like what kind of good superheroes still need video games. Maybe that's a fun list we need to go through.
1: I feel like Iron Man deserves one.
0: Yeah, Iron Man probably does deserve like an actual video game where like the VR game, I will admit is fun, but it's not it's it's not like that type of video game or like I think Thor would do well. I just think like with the, and this came after, of course, Spider-Man. But like the Avengers, like everybody's kind of scared. Um, yep. To kind of go off and do their own thing. But like stuff like Doctor Strange, like he would probably be a really good um, character yeah. to have a video game for, especially considering like. With the multiverse and whatnot, you could probably have Doctor Strange go on like Ratchet and Clank type of, you know, worlds that are yeah. weird and fun. Like. You know, there are a lot of there are plenty of superheroes that probably deserve their video game, but, you know, it's people are worried about whether or not it would succeed or not. You know, take Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. We loved Guardians of the Galaxy, but for Square Enix, it was like, well, it wasn't that big of a hit. Yeah. Even though despite, you know, despite the fact that I went and searched for a collector's edition and got one, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And I enjoyed the Deadpool game. Um, That was last gen. I didn't think that was terrible, but I don't think that sold extremely well. Um, now would be a good time to do a moon night. That could probably. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be all about that.
0: Especially like interesting narrative wise, what you could do with that. Yeah, So, especially with the multiple personalities. So, yeah, I agree with that. And speaking of, again, Ooh. like Disney and and stuff with them, uh, there are reports that maybe EA is looking to sell a story from Kotaku that was written by Ethan Gatch. So please go ahead and read his story on Kotaku.com. But there is word that EA is looking to, you know, whether to merge with a new company. Apparently they were in talks with NBC universal. The price was too high. So they decided not to do that, but it it was strange for me to hear, you know, that EA wants to sell, but in retrospect, you have their license of Star Wars uh, of expiring in 2023. So after that, they can't make Star Wars games exclusively. And then you have EA's partnership with FIFA ending as well. So, you know, two huge games of, you know, for them, like the follow-up to whatever Fallen Order decides to be and, you know, EA Sports FC. Now, you know, you don't have the licensing for that kind of thing. So I I wonder... Uh, truly what is going to happen because you have madden games continuing to get bashed every year nhl as much as i hate to say it is a dying game and it's been dying for a while so you know do we see a, a timeline here where ea is bought by sony or microsoft and then you have like because we've already seen it with the MLB games where um, like the PlayStation logo comes up when you're on Xbox. Like, does Sony or Xbox just pick up EA for the sake of grabbing, you know, uh, grabbing an exclusive experience or something uh, with with those consoles? It's very, I'm very interested to see where it goes because you'd think EA is fine when it comes to like, especially their microtransactions. But I have a feeling that, like people are, and you know, uh, Battlefront kind of showed it too, people are not like they're starting to become. I guess the word is more woke to, <laughs> um, to the, like the Ultimate Team and the you know using real money to buy players, the all of that. People are becoming more aware and starting to hate it more and not wanting to play those game types. So, you know, is EA? not doing as good on those things as you know they would expect
1: yeah and they had battlefield which tanked yeah tanked Um, yeah that's right yeah battlefield did as well i would think i mean logic to me says that microsoft would buy ea but i'm only going off the fact that they already have the tie-in with game pass for ea uh play um so i think that would make the most sense but also would be kind of funny if sony swooped in and bought EA and then took that away from Game Pass. Um, Not that there's there's like an insane amount of great games on Game Pass from EA, but there's a decent, you know, the Need for Speed, the sports games, um, the Star Wars games, uh, Fallen Orders on there. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I never would have thought in my lifetime that EA would sell themselves to another company because they were such a huge staple of my entire gaming life. Yeah, it's just weird to see them struggling as much as they are.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. But that's it for news stories for me. Do you have anything else?
1: I have one and then I have like it's not really a new story, but I have to bring it up. So the last news story is the Resident Evil series coming out on Netflix is said to have flashbacks to the game uh, games in parentheses here. So multiple. So I think that's a good idea. And I know we're going to talk about it later, but I bring that up to kind of say, do you think that at the end of the day, when this comes out, the resident evil series or the halo series will be the most faithful to its source material? Well,
0: I have to say it's probably going to be like the (laughs) resident evil. Like we don't,
1: I mean, they could totally botch it.
0: They could, but I just have a feeling as well. Like you have a lot more history with resident evil. And I think a lot more creative freedom where, the characters aren't the same throughout all of the games like and it's the same thing with halo they're not the same but you Mm -hmm. know master chief is kind of the resounding thing there so yeah i think i think resident evil will it be better i have no clue i like with with how video games and tv series are going right now my expectations are probably as low (laughs) as they'll ever get yeah so
1: yeah that's true um yeah it'll be interesting to see i am Like, from the trailer for this Resident Evil series, it looks decent, um, but I am not going to get my hopes up, uh, and maybe I'll be surprised. I mean, they have... Netflix has the pedigree there with Stranger Things that they should be able to do this type of science fiction horror with Resident Evil, but we have to wait and see. Yeah. And then the last thing, which this is not a news article per se, but I have to bring this up. Um, If you remember a while ago one of the days we were talking about movies or TV shows that we watched. And I brought up that I watched on Netflix Sunderland till I die. Yes. You remember that show? Mm -hmm. I had to take the time out of our podcast here to go out of my way to say congratulations to Sunderland because they just got promoted to the championship league. It's been a long time coming, um, but I was so excited. I actually got to watch that game because actually broadcasted. Finally, that's the first game I've been able to see live of theirs ever. Um, I don't know them being in the championship league if I'm going to be able to watch anything, probably streaming somewhere, I would think. Um, but just a little bit of hope for that one football club that I latched on to. So congratulations. So, to them.
0: Yeah. So I can't believe it. You're talking soccer on the podcast. <laughs> I am. But uh, with Sunderland. So they're they aren't in the Barclays League. They're going to championship uh, like champion league one. Is that yes. what it is? Okay. Yep. All
1: so All right. We're not so quite to the top yet, but but compared to where they've been the past four or five years, it's a big step up for them.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's, that is good news. And, uh, it's, it's just nice to hear that, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're you're like that kind of excited for a team (laughs) where like all of my team, you know, my teams just disappoint me. So it's good to hear some sort of good news there. And those games will end up like, you'll see more of those getting streamed for sure. Yeah. Cause I know licensing rights.
1: Um, paramount i think has streaming rights to one of the leagues right
0: yeah well paramount does have some of the premier league games i'm not sure how much of the championship uh one league is going to end up getting streamed but of like there's just more money in those licensing agreements there so you may end up seeing them because i know paramount uh paramount's also doing like the international games okay some of the international friendlies this year so far so they're you know, soccer is being streamed a lot more than ever before. So hopefully, you know, you get to watch Sunderland play
1: more. I hope so. That's that's my goal to be actually be able to watch them and not just like check the highlights. Even if that means I have to get up at god awful times in the morning to watch it, right? Yeah, so that's that's the
0: thing about soccer is the god awful
1: yep. times. That is for sure. hundred
0: <laughs> a, percent a thing there. I'm usually watching. Co- I'm usually like drinking coffee while watching the <laughs> soccer games. All right, so for uh, we're going to go ahead and head to games this week, which for me, I can't stop talking about Vampire Survivor on Game Pass. Yes. And Rogue Legacy 2. Okay. As uh, the two games that I've been playing this week. Did How you, about you? Did you
1: Did you finish Horizon?
0: I'm getting close. Okay. <laughs> um it uh this week was a little bit slower with wit for me for Horizon because to be honest, like I would play Horizon for like 4 hours straight yeah. and then I'd come up to my computer and play Vampire Survivor. Yeah. for (laughs) for, for six hours it's bad Yep.
1: all right so i also played a ton of vampire survivors um we had the release of apex on mobile this week that i checked out and then i have supernatural on the oculus so that's what i played this week but vampire survivors man
0: whoo yeah let's just talk (laughs) about it because uh it is it is like the most fun I've had with like a game, and like I feel like a while like I'm binging yep. this game. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you don't know what it is, Vampire Survivors, and I was explaining it on a Discord server that I've been a part of for the uh, for a week now. But they, it is a bu- it's an arcadey bullet hell or enemy hell type game with heavy Castlevania vibes to it. Yep. Um, kind of the main thing is that you get to pick a character. Some characters start off with different weapons and different abilities. And you're kind of just trying to kill enemies, collect XP, upgrade to get random items and make it through an entire level if you can. I still have yet to make it 30 minutes for through an entire level. I've think I've lasted like 18 or 19 minutes is the longest I've been able to get, but then I always end up dying somewhere around there. But uh, like, what's your longest time in the game?
1: Um- I don't know, It was somewhere around there, 18 to 20, somewhere in there. I think the highest level I've gotten is like a little over 40. Yeah, something like that. I'm on the third level. Yeah, the third. Um, But yeah, I mean, I saw everybody talking up the game and I I was like, oh, it's on Game Pass. I'll download it and check it out. I'm so glad
0: I waited for it for Game Pass. Not that it's a bad (laughs) deal on Steam. It's only five bucks, right? but it is it is. I love this game.
1: Right. And like I, you know. First impressions, I was like, "All right, I'll try this out." Everybody's talking it up, and like, I turned it on. I'm like, "Oh, I don't even control any of my attacks; they just go automatically." And I'm like, "Oh, this is. I'm just. They just keep coming. I just kind of walk around. This is boring." And then, like two hours later, I'm like, "Oh, never mind. (laughs) This is this is fantastic." Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so simple, but I think it's just the the amount of characters you can unlock, and then all the upgrades you can get. And just the the satisfaction of gaining another level and picking what you want is just so good. And it just feels so good.
0: Yeah, like getting a chest is like gambling. Like yeah. it is it's like the most the closest to gambling I can feel when you get like a good chest that gives you three or five items. Yeah, you're you're like in your seat. Like, yes, like <laughs> I just hit the jackpot yep. uh, kind of thing. And it doesn't even cost money to, to, nope. to get those chests. So, you know, you like it, it kind of goes to show that like you can make a game like this an 8-bit generation and it's fun it doesn't have to be the this graphically impressive game like horizon constantly is for me as of late but it like it just needs to have fun gameplay and rewarding mechanics and yeah. for me this game is so rewarding for like based on based on what you want to do you know Like, and you, you will get farther as you continue to collect more gold and upgrade your characters outside so that way you get, you know, better starting, you know, health and better starting movement speed. It is just an insanely fun game that not only can I, uh, not only do I enjoy playing it, but it's also the perfect game for me where, like, I'm, you know, listening to a video or watching a video kind of at the same time sometimes Or, you know, listening to something, you know, an audiobook and doing this because, you know, the music is good, but it's nothing, you know, it's nothing spectacular, I think, in in ways. It's just too bad that, like, this game would probably do so much better or you could probably charge 30 bucks if they got, like, the Castlevania licensing and, you know, you could play as, like, Trevor Belmont or... Um, you know, so, uh, what's her name from the uh, from the Netflix anime? Sil Oh, I don't remember. Oh, boy, because you don't play as a vampire. At least I haven't mm-hmm. seen any vampires yet, but you could still have a bunch of old characters uh, like a
1: skeleton, you... but not yeah. a vampire yet. Yeah. Do you have a favorite character? Yeah, I don't know what his name is, but it's the guy who starts off with daggers.
0: Daggers, uh, yeah, the, the, the yep. twin daggers. Yeah, yep. you're
1: right. Um, I like
0: the character right after him, who's uh, she's Porta, the one that starts off with the lightning ring.
1: Right. Um, And you're just constantly unlocking. Like, I've been playing for a couple days now. Right. And then I just realized today that pressing escape shows you the map. Oh, does it? (laughs) Yes. I had no idea. I didn't either. And then I pressed escape and I was like, because I've just been kind of wandering around aimlessly. Right. Yeah, you're just like killing things. So I pressed escape, and obviously, the map is just a square, right? It's just a big square. But I noticed, I was like, oh, there's stuff on the map to go yeah. see. So, like, there's question marks, and those question marks are I don't know if you've been to one yet, but you'll find a coffin. Have you no, seen No, I co- haven't. Okay. I,
0: I had no idea these okay. were things of like this. And now, like, the moment we're done with the podcast, yep. I'm probably going to go figure it out.
1: <laughs> so. There's question marks on every single map. So, like, you can go back and play the other, your older maps, right? Mm-hmm. But you go to this map and you'll, the question mark on the map, and you'll see a coffin. And as soon as you hit the coffin, there'll be like, I don't even know how many, like 30 or 40 knights will spawn in a circle around them. And you yeah. have to kill, you have to kill all of them on top of all the other enemies that are just constantly like barraging you. But once you kill them all, you can open up that coffin and it'll unlock another character for you to use oh
0: okay um
1: you have to buy them but like like the one i just unlocked um earlier today and i didn't buy him yet was a skeleton um so i don't know what he does but yeah just like i randomly pressed escape and i was like oh there's a map oh there's stuff i can look for this stuff instead of just going in circles and trying to collect things yeah Um, so like it's just the more you play the more you realize that how deep this game is because on the surface when you first start it doesn't look like it's a deep game at all but there's so yeah. much going on it's insane um is this one going to end up somewhere on our list i think at the end of the year i i think it
0: will like yeah. i i just love the fact that like i'm crafting my own builds for a lot of these characters like garlic is op like you yep. gotta get the garlic yep. uh i like magic, the bible yeah ma- I, so it. i haven't used a lot of the bible but like magic yep. wand is literally like a must-have. Yep. Uh so like there there is so much fun to these weapons and eventually when you upgrade them enough they be, they get to like their next stage. I yep. was able to get the magic wand to level 10 oh,
1: wow. and it
0: became like uh like a machine gun. <laughs> it was just constantly like just shooting everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh so it was it, it was just a really fun time like the sense of discovery in this game and it's even better apparently with like the map thing that I had right. no clue about. So th- there is a lot of like discovery to find in this game and a lot of fun to be had and you know just ju- don't judge the game by what it looks like right uh just just give it a shot because it it definitely deserves it
1: yeah and it's not officially like in quotations officially out yet it's still in game preview yeah. i would assume that this is going to hit consoles as well i would think yeah this is
0: a perfect console game yeah. for sure yeah like i can it, it would be funny at the fact that like you're probably like playing this game while eating something because you can probably control (laughs) everything with like one joystick and then you press a occasionally to select which power up you want. So it's it's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I would just imagine that it will be. It it would make sense to drop it on PlayStation, Xbox and switch like this would be great on the go. Yeah, it would Um, be as long as the switch can handle it. I'm assuming it could. I it might get a little slow when you have like because there's times when there's like hundreds of enemies on the screen yeah it's insane
0: yeah it's daunting for sure Mm
1: -hmm. but a fantastic game
0: yes one that caught caught a lot of people by surprise
1: yeah i agree what else did you play
0: so rogue legacy 2 uh metacritics must play game at 90 percent. and a lot of the times i feel like i agree with like these types of games i i haven't been having as much fun with rogue legacy as i thought i would Okay. So pretty much how it works is, you know, you go through as a regular character, you level up and you collect things in order to get to the boss room. But when you die, you get to take like instead of like a random or like just respawning, you get to take like the heir to whoever you were playing as. And you get to pick one of three or four occasionally and they have different powers. So kind of each time you're going through uh, the game, you kind of have this all right, this character has these abilities. I should be doing this play style or this character is an archer. I should be fighting from more like farther away instead of up close. So there's a lot of like nice random customization to it. But like, to be honest, I wanted Rogue Legacy 2 to kind of take me how vampire survivors did. But Rogue Legacy 2 just, it got boring really quick. Um okay. I ended up playing like three hours of it, four hours, and I just find that it is just it's just not what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be a lot more exciting. But as of right now, um, I'm just I'm just not seeing where where all of the hype came from for this game. And I like roguelikes, you know, I loved Hades mm-hmm. uh, and I thought this game was getting a lot of like critics availed to what Hades was. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. I just would rather play vampire survivors.
1: Do you think that's part of the reason why you're not sticking with it? Because of vampire survivors? Maybe. But
0: um, like I I gave uh, like I gave Rogue Legacy to like a good decent shot before I even started playing vampire survivors. Okay. so, you know, there is, you know, I gave Rogue Legacy its time before I even knew vampire survivors was coming to Game Pass. Mm -hmm. So. I think like the fact that it just didn't grab me. And then the moment I downloaded survivors, you know, I was I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was hooked, you know, maybe yep. maybe that is it. And maybe I need to, you know, revisit it later. <laughs> but uh, as of right now, um, Rogue Legacy, I wouldn't say is bad. Um, it is a good roguelike game, but the, the whole taking over the heirs sort of things and the different classes, I, I just feel like I'm. Uh, the game doesn't it, like just feel as rewarding. It still feels tough even like three hours in and maybe it's because I'm a baby gamer who knows
1: (laughs) yeah I had my eye on it but I vampire survivors came out and I was like well I guess this kind of fills that itch I had
0: yeah you made a good choice
1: yeah (laughs) that's good though I mean I might check it out later I I have it on my steam wish list so maybe like steam summer sale or something it might be cheap and I'll pick it up and try it out how much is it 30 yeah I think it was 30 or 20 okay so it's not like terrible. It's not like it's no, $60. it's not.
0: No, it's not that. At least, I, I don't feel bad about playing it. I should say.
1: Okay, okay. Um, did you play Apex on mobile yet? I did not know. Okay. Um, I totally forgot it was coming out until I saw like a news article that was like, "Oh, it's out for everyone now." I was like, "Oh, I should probably try that out since we're playing so much Apex." Um, I'm actually not playing as much anymore as I was, but um, I will say that it is Apex. Um, it controls decently well it's just like playing like PUBG on your phone um i'm playing on a iphone 12 and graphics wise it's pretty good um i'm surprised how well it looks and how well it runs haven't had any issues with like stuttering or anything like that um i will say that it's crazy to me that the uh intro for this on mobile is 10 times better than it is on pc and console it's oh, is it? really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they had time to refine it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's much better. Uh, it's fun. I don't know that like it's something I'm gonna play all the time, but like I'm gonna keep it on my phone because if you're, you know, in the mood for Apex and don't feel like turning on your console or your computer, it's a good fill-in. Um, I don't know if you could connect your controller Bluetooth, probably, but that kind of defeats the whole purpose. At that point, you might as well just play on console. At that point yeah
0: Um, at at that point you're playing with like a strategic advantage on
1: controller on you are for
0: mobile yeah
1: yeah and i mean i my first game obviously i won because they throw you in with bots you know to try to hook you in um you don't actually unlock your legends with uh like coins like you do on console it's just by level so every like you gain a level and you're like oh now you have lifeline or, or whatever or something like that but i think it's gonna do Fairly well on mobile. I think it's doing pretty well overseas. It's been out for I think a month or two. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, so far so good. I don't. It's not going to be like oh, I have to play this every day, but it's a good time. Everybody should probably check it out if you like Apex.
0: Yeah, it's like when Fortnite came to mobile, and it was kind of yeah. like yeah, you know, it's it's Fortnite. It's yeah. just that you know, there are I definitely guess
1: that's probably the highest praise for it to be like yeah, it's Apex. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it doesn't feel any less than it did playing it on console or PC. It feels the same.
0: Yeah. And and they have an exclusive character because it's like a whole other studio that's working on it. Right. So like you will get different play experiences just based on the fact that they're different heroes or, you know, legends or champions to play as.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, And then the last thing I played this week, uh, this is a good one. Supernatural on the Oculus. So for those who don't know, do you um, take
0: control of Jensen Ackles?
1: No, you do not.
0: So then it's not, it's not
1: worth it. So Supernatural is actually, I I will say it's a game. It is an app, but it is a game. It is a fitness app. Um, So for those who don't know, I work from home now, right? I don't get that exercise that I did when I was going to work every day. Um, It was very apparent to me that I was putting on weight steadily right working from home so i was like i need to figure something out and i had heard about supernatural on the oculus so gave it a shot um you can do like a seven day free trial i believe it's 15.99 a month Mm -hmm. um but that being said there's a couple different things you can do in here they have like uh weekly workouts that you can do every day and it'll be like all right today's arm day today's leg day today's abs all that um and there's kind of three different Two main different modes you'll do. One is pretty much like Beat Saber, right? You're going to have the arrows. You're going to hit them. You're going to dodge. And then they have boxing, which you're still punching and and doing what you would in Beat Saber. But then they have like little lines that you're supposed to like bob and weave to get around. Um, And then they have meditation that you can do as well. And uh, like stretching, yoga, that kind of stuff. Um, For me, what I think works so well is one, they're updating it all the time with new stuff. Um, licensed music. So you can find pretty much any type of music that you're into. You could find a workout to it. Um, and the trainers are great. They're fantastic. They, they keep you motivated. They keep you entertained, which is huge. Like when I'm doing a 30, 40 minute workout, I want to not realize that I've been doing it for 30 or 40 minutes. I want to be like laughing, having a good time. And I think that it's phenomenal that it's done that. I've been having a blast this, like I've done it for Eight days now. Um, I think I'm down like four pounds, something like that. So it's working. Um, I will say that like when I get done and I take that headset off, I am like dripping. Like just (laughs) dripping. Um, what's nice is like when you think about like how sweaty your Oculus is gonna get, right? It's disgusting. Um, when you do sign up for like the free trial, they literally give you a code to get a free, um, I don't even know what it is, but I just got it today. It goes over like the foam yeah. to keep it it from getting soaked with sweat. So it's like $15, but they'll send you a code and you can get that from their store and they'll just ship it for free right to your house. Um, But yeah, I've been having a blast with it. Um, I can't like if you're looking for some type of like something to do from home. I think this is it. Um, It's I've been having so much fun and uh, I'm going to stick with it. We'll see how long um but i mean for 16 bucks that's about the price of a gym membership right yeah it
0: de- yeah it depends on where you're going for sure cuz like supernatural yep. definitely has it um it's been a very popular vr game and kind of the yep. biggest deal about it has been the fact that like it costs 16 bucks a month right to play but when you're when you're a company that needs to get like music like music licensing yep. like you you have to charge that much yep and you know, that's kind of the difference between Beat Saber and Supernatural, where Beat Saber comes out with DLCs for songs that you might not even like. Let's be honest, like yep. it's, Beat Saber doesn't have a lot of songs that like I personally want all the time. But that's the thing with licensing agreements. Supernatural can have like those newer songs or some of the classic songs as well, because you you pay for it. Yeah. And, you know, I know the instructions have always been good uh, yeah. w- with that app. So, you know, if, if I would say like if you're not looking to like get a gym membership, let's say you don't want to go out to the gym or something like that, but you have like a VR set. Mm-hmm. I, I truly do believe that like Supernatural is like the best alternative yeah. to uh to like going to the gym because it, it is a workout and it's like being in a gym.
1: Yeah. And I mean, my biggest problem with working out is I hate it. I don't yeah. think most A lot. some people do like working out. I hate it. So like I need something that is in my mind a game, right? Like I need mm. to trick myself into being like, oh, no, I'm playing Beat Saber um, or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like there's been multiple nights this week because like I do it in the basement, right? I can't mm. walk up the stairs because like my <laughs> legs are dead. I'm like crawling up the stairs and that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, it's I've been having a blast. I'm going to stick with it um i will throw out there like if anybody is has an oculus is like ah, uh, you know 16 bucks is i mean it's a lot right like that's a decent amount of money to throw down um i do have some some 30 day codes so i can throw those out to people if anybody's interested um hit cool. us up we'll get them out to people uh but yeah definitely check it out i think it's fantastic
0: yeah definitely hit us up and i'll uh, i'll contact craig or craig will contact yep. you and we'll We'll hand them out. But uh, that's it for games this week. We then have movies, which uh, for me, I watched the Chip and Dale movie that came out <laughs> on Disney Plus. Yep. The Halo season finale. Yep. Uh, season one of The Flight Attendant. OK. Uh, on HBO Max. And I finally get to wa- uh, watch the anime movie Bell.
1: Bell. Never heard of Bell. Um. I also watched Chip and Dale and the season finale of Halo. I did watch secrets of Dumbledore. Um, and then I watched everything everywhere all at once. All right.
0: So I guess sh- should we get Barry's anime corner over yes. with Is is probably what we what should do. Is. So this Bell movie is, and I'm, I'm bringing it up now just so I make sure I have it all right here. Um, and the director is Mamaru Hosoda. I hope to God I <laughs> pronounced that right. It's, uh, it would just be so so bad if I didn't. But he has he has a lot of movies that he's done. He's done like Digimon movies, uh, The Boy and the Beast, Wolf Children, Summer Wars. These are all like pretty good uh, anime movies. Bell is his newest uh, one where I want to say it's this kind of hybrid of a uh, a VR take of beauty and the beast okay and also like um with with also this balance of real world it's where um this girl uh i'm let's see here i don't know why i'm blanking on names already but it's probably <laughs> because they're all in japanese
1: that could so, be it
0: so uh let's let's see here um let's see um Suzu that's her name uh, she's a high school student who kind of suffered trauma when she was younger and she lost the ability to sing in real life uh, okay. like it just brings her so much pain that she can't sing uh, in this movie that uh, there is an app called you that um, you plug in these headphones and it kind of like makes it, it's supposed to take like a biometric like pictures of you like let's say you posted video uh, like photos to Facebook it takes those photos and creates an avatar based on that. So she ends up, you know, kind of being this like really pretty, you know, avatar, uh, you know, really pretty avatar type girl of uh, that she names bell and she can sing in this world. And but in within months, she becomes an Omega superstar on, on this app. She is uh, like singing concerts in front of, billions and hundreds of people that use the app and you end up kind of getting the storyline where there is like the beast who lives in an abandoned castle <laughs> and is hard to get to. Uh, okay. Like it, it's kind of really like, it, it's kind of cheesy the comparisons that you get with like beauty and the beast in this bell movie. But there's also this balance of like uh, all of the real world stuff. So, as a regular high schooler, there's drama with like relationship stuff, um, you know, with who likes who and whatnot. There's also, you know, the drama of trying to manage like she wants to keep her identity hidden so she can continue to like sing of uh, because th- I think sh- I guess in her head, the moment if people find out who she is, like they're going to ask for concerts in real life and then she can't sing anymore. So it's kind of like this balance and the Beast character is the same way. Nobody knows who this Beast character is and throughout the movie you get to learn more about the beast character, find out who they are in real life and how these two impact each other. Uh overall, I think the musical numbers are really good in both English and in dub. Um in the dub version though, the like the lip talking kind of doesn't match, but it's really hard to do when you're singing a song. Uh so just kind of kind of get lost in the music. It's it, I really really enjoyed this movie. I love the parallels to Beauty and the Beast as it is a, one of my favorite like Old, old time Disney animation movies and how they balance the real life portion of things uh, Bell definitely deserves the praise it got in theaters and I just hope that people give it a shot uh, for the most part like if Craig if you want to watch you can borrow my you can borrow my Blu-ray man I'll <laughs> I'll get it to you
1: Um, I mean maybe <laughs> I'm looking at the pictures of it right now uh, it's at a 95%
0: that's yeah, it big. is it, it it is a good movie. Like okay. uh you I there is like this mixture of anime and CGI and I have to say like this is the one one of the few times where the CGI does not look terrible. Okay. Um it really mixes in well with the 3D U app world that they continuously fall back in and on. And I feel like the movie goes pretty fast in the beginning so you kind of get involved pretty quickly. Slows up toward the middle and then ramps back up during the end. So I think it has really good pacing cuz for the most part you want people to get involved in the beginning, slow down when people are already involved and then the moment, you know, they're supposed to fall out or get bored of the movie, it ramps back up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I might have to check it out. We'll see. I don't I mean it doesn't like screen that I need to watch it, but it doesn't look terrible.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not like Mugen Train where I like forced you to watch, you know, the the full season of Demon Slayer and yep. then watch Mugen Train.
1: That's true. That's true. Um all right, let me get Secrets of Dumbledore out of the way here. Uh, yeah, since, let's yeah, let's okay. do this. Secrets okay. of Dumbledore. <laughs> um I enjoy Dumbledore in this movie a lot. Um I think they did a good job with kind of getting the same charm that Dumbledore has and also making him look like I mean, this guy's the greatest wizard, right? That ever yeah. lived. So like they do make him look like a badass at the end, which I appreciated. Um, I do feel like I am in your corner here where. Just stop calling them Fantastic Beast movies, because yes, there's a beast that is a main plot point of the movie, but poor Newt is just like a background character, I feel for. Yeah, he feels like it. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right. I mean, I get that they're building this world and all that, but then just don't call them fantastic beast movies, just call them like we said before, like call them Dumbledore's or whatever. You know what I mean? Something that's just Dumbledore mm-hmm. and have Newt show up. Um, I was entertained throughout. I didn't hate it. Um, it did drag a little bit for me, but you know, having like read all the books and seen all the movies, like it's cool. Like the nods that you get here and there from like some of the books that they get to throw in here specifically like Dumbledore and his brother and his sister and that whole backstory there. What's cool. I do wish they would have kept Johnny Depp. Um, I don't mind Mads in that, you know, as Grindelwald. But I think I liked Johnny Depp in the last one. So uh, I wish he would have gotten the chance to kind of finish that out. But I understand why they didn't. Um, but yeah, overall, it it's OK. Um, I don't think it's something that I need to watch again. But I didn't hate my time with it, I guess. And what we're getting more, right?
0: Yeah, like they it's it's a five movie, apparently. So we're this is now the third. So there's two yep. more after this. Uh, Yeah, it it they really should just have called this, you know, Hogwarts Dumbledore. And then, yeah. you know, secrets of <laughs> secrets of Dumbledore or something like that, because like I people really like I think the Fantastic Beast portion of things that the first mm-hmm. movie was. It's just that they've gone now so far yep. from that. And, you know, compared to what these movies used to do, these movies probably have bigger budgets and are making like a lot less money compared to what those, you know, Harry Potter movies did. And that just goes to show, like, you know, despite how much like you could put into like a franchise where like, yes, these movies are inspired by the Harry Potter books from the minds of J.K. Rowling and everything. Yep. You still have to make a good story. You still mm-hmm. have to make it engaging for the audience and you still need to show some sort of effort to to want to make a good story. Look at the kind of look at how the new trilogy for Star Wars came out and how kind of everybody's damned that trilogy to be very, very poor, yep. where the prequel series was damned at the time. But now people look at that movie movies with a lot of fondness mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, talking about movies and that and Star Wars and that kind of thing, that's what kind of, you know, Ewan McGregor, uh, Ewan McGregor has said about it. You know, those movies were bashed when they were, you know, younger. But now that it's kind of grown with time, people love to, you know, come to adore them. Yep. And Harry Potter's never really been bashed. They're still good movies um, and they and they do a really good job. But where at some point does the the Hogwarts legacy or, you know, Potter world type thing finally hit its stride with how it's making movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with them just making it like his, like you call these movies, like the history of Hogwarts or something, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I enjoy all of the characters in this, in this movie. I think they're all great. They all stand apart and like, you know, they all do a good job, but just as a whole, they're not really given a whole lot to do. Um yeah. it's mainly Dumbledore and Grindelwald, and that's about it. <laughs> but I mean, they're going to keep coming out and we're going to keep watching them. So I guess that's what they want at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, I think, though, at some point, like they're going to have to realize that they have to actually start making good movies. Yes, if they're going to if they if they want to keep it, if they want to keep it going. Budget for films don't go down, they go up. It's true, especially especially with a franchise like Harry Potter and Hogwarts. Uh, so next up I want to talk about is the Halo season finale. Does it redeem everything Halo this TV series has done? No, like straight nope. up, I'll tell you no. But I do have a glimmer of hope for the future because I didn't realize that they might have been taking like they might have been taking the, the the Halo series this way from the beginning yep. where, you know, and we've bashed it. We bashed it all last week. Um yep. about how this Master Chief does not feel like any Master Chief we've seen before. And without spoiling into things, at the end of this, I feel like we're okay, I think we have an idea, and maybe we're starting to get the Master Chief that we know. Yep. So maybe now we kind of have like this attachment to Master Chief, not that it's so much an attachment, but an idea of who he is before everything changes. Yep. So Um, I thought the fight scene was pretty good. The first Uh, person was cool. Yeah, as well. The first person, I will say, like, there's a part of me that's like, you should stop doing this. (laughs) There was a lot of it. You don't have to do the first person stuff. Like, I, I get it. Like, you guys are trying to make callbacks to the game. Yep. But kind of the whole capturing of Halsey thing, I think, like, this episode stays pretty fast paced. And I think that's for the best. Yeah. Um. Quan is completely out of it. A <laughs> okay with me. Don't need any more of the Quan storyline. I'd appreciate it if we if we probably drop that and yeah. just went to like hit the Spartan team based missions based on uh, through here on out. But it doesn't make up for all the wrongs that this has done, and it's still a pretty myth.
1: Yeah, I think like my main issues with the show were for the most part taking care of in that last episode one i feel like you needed more cortana and we got more cortana being yeah. cortana it's the yeah. same voice actress and she's doing what she does best and the other thing that i needed was for and i'm sorry i don't know his name but the actor who's playing master chief to shut up and we do get that <laughs> at the end <laughs> um i don't know i just feel like this strong silent type works well for master chief with Cortana kind of walking him through everything. That's what we like in the games. That's what they give us in this last episode. I do feel like you could probably watch the first episode. Maybe the second episode and the last episode and be OK for the next season. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just kind of like gloss over the rest.
0: Yeah, I guess the only part would be McKee, or, yeah. or Mickey yeah. might end up being a little bit confusing to a lot of people and why she's important. Right. Uh but, yeah, no, I see it. You might have to watch episode six or seven and then go to the final episode in order to get the the, the true stuff. But do you think they're going to get a second season, though? It has been. It has been greenlit for a second season. Okay. It just okay. hasn't. It, it, they haven't started uh, production yet. So I have a feeling that like th- a lot of the times they've already started production on these types of things when you're greenlit for a second season. Right. So I think they wanted to wait for the finale and I think they're going to actually take like the criticism that they get from it and maybe make a better, a better series so. out of it.
1: Yeah, I do hope so. Because like you said, I do see some promise after this last episode, but I still think like if you step back and look at the whole season as a whole, I just think it's bad. Um, yeah. But I have some hope that they can kind of correct it for season two and give us what we actually wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. I absolutely
1: agree. Um, all right, let's do Chip and Dale.
0: Yeah, Chip and Dale, I like Chip
1: and Dale. Um, All right. Did you watch Chip and Dale as a kid?
0: Yeah, I remember. I, okay. I don't remember like as strongly as some other kid cartoons that I've watched, but mm-hmm. I did watch Chip and Dale. I do remember that as a kid. OK,
1: Um, I did read and I thought this was totally accurate that this movie is Chip and Dale, but it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit 2, honestly. Yeah, like it, it just is like I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. The amount of. Uh, cameos in this movie are ridiculous, especially for somebody like me seeing like all these cartoons and stuff that I knew as a kid. Um I was a little disappointed that the other half of the Rescue Rangers really isn't in it much, right? Yeah. Zipper and uh I'm forgetting her name. Uh I don't remember. But um, like they're kind of like at the end, and you don't even see them that much. I think we could have used more of them. Um, but Andy Sandberg and uh, John Mulaney are hilarious together. And I thought the story was, I mean, it, it was like a typical Rescue Rangers plot. Uh, but I think just like the amount of times I laughed watching this movie was insanely high. Um, and I enjoyed it. Like, I, I've watched it twice. Um, and I wouldn't be opposed to watching it again. I think they did a great job. Um, I want to see them do more of this with other cartoon characters that are out there. There's a ton that they could do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I what I I like what this movie kind of does with like its self-aware portion of things. Like there are jokes to literally you know the early 2000s style where you know people look dead in the eye. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you have a really cool movement with like Seth Rogen's characters that kind of all pop up at once yeah. there. Um, They even make jokes about the Polar Express, which I enjoy because, yeah, those they're they're kind of creepy when you when you go back and look at that movie and just kind of the the, just kind of the overall self-awareness. I I will say that I hated the fact that, like, I'm glad we haven't said anything yet about it on this podcast, but like there are some like sites that the day that that movie came out, they were kind of detailing all of the spoilers to like who's in the movie and the big surprise Yep. who's in that movie because there is one like video game character that is wait like what this is in here like why <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know it, it it's a really nice callback and i like what they did with that character but like it the whole point of it being like that is because it's supposed to surprise you mm-hmm. and if you're on social media there's no way you didn't see it yeah 100%. uh this week because people were talk. people were talking about it and it just sucks that if you don't watch it like day of with these types of things, you almost never get to enjoy like kind of the full hearted surprise that you get with some of the cameos. Yep. Uh, I really hope that this movie does well enough to do like a who framed Roger rabbit two or something like that. Cause I, I loved that movie mm-hmm. um, and like they should do something with it. It would be nice if they did something with Roger rabbit again, but like, I think all of the cast, I thought Will or Peter Pan was like fantastic. Yep. Um, I, I like you don't expect it to be the villain. But when you think about it, it's like, oh, this makes sense in this kind of universe. Um, I will say I'm a little too young that I didn't get all of the references like that Tiger Lady Tigra or something. Yeah. That I was have like, the no, 80s. Idea.
1: Yeah. I was going
0: to say I have no idea who she is. You like there was no way you could have ever found <laughs> uh found me figuring that out yeah uh but they just do a really good job of like calling back to like chip and dale like when they were when you were younger as well all of the marketing stuff you know is one point kind of shown off there yeah and it is a fun a fun movie altogether of with with how they did it and i really enjoyed it i for sure am with you that they should i wish i hope they do more of this yeah um because there's there's a lot of potential, like with this type of kind of self aware, you know, mystery type cartoon hybrid real life movie. um, And like, also, I don't know who that cheapo gumbo Gumby character is. Uh,
1: I think it was just something made up.
0: Oh, you think so? OK, I, I so, thought yeah. I thought it was a reference to Gumby. Uh, like I could tell it's a reference, yeah. but I didn't know if he was actually like part of Gumby or something like that.
1: I don't think so. I didn't recognize him. I thought he was just like. A character created for the movie in the style of Gumby.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So you know that's that's Chip and Dale. Please watch it, because it is Please. it is definitely worth it. Uh and then was there anything else you watched?
1: The last one I watched was Everything Everywhere All At Once. That's um, right. So this one's hard to explain. Um along the lines of Doctor Strange, this movie deals with multiverses, a lot of them. Um, it is really hard to put into words this movie. It has to do with an Asian family um, who runs a laundromat, Um, the the wife, the husband, and their daughter. Um, The main gist of the movie is they're trying to get their taxes together to go to the IRS because they're being audited. And then along the way, she gets visited by another version of her husband from a different universe um, who explains to her that there are millions of different universes out there and um the villain who i won't spoil who the villain is is trying to kill her in every universe basically um mm-hmm. that's like the basic premise of the movie i will say that you have to fully commit to this movie because it is wild and it's like out there um there's a universe where Everybody has hot dogs for fingers instead of normal fingers. And they all used to learn their 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 feet to like write and like play piano and that kind of stuff. And like it's out there. Um, and I felt like the intro, like the first 20, 25 minutes of it were like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of yeah. like, I don't really understand what's going on. But once you get past that first 20, 25 minutes and it really starts taking off. And she realizes that, like, I can access other versions of myself from different universes. Um, There's just different ways they have to access it. So it may be like um, one was her husband had to eat chapstick and that allowed him to access this other thing. It's very weird Um, or give himself paper cuts between all his fingers to access something else. And that allowed him to have a universe where he knew martial arts or something like that. Right. Yeah, Um, But once you get once you buy into this and you start getting into this movie and it takes off um, and it's very like action packed, right? There's it's at its core martial arts movie. Um, Mm. And once you get past that and then you get to the end where it all kind of wraps up and you see exactly what's happening. um, If you fully commit to this movie and aren't just like, I don't understand this, I can't watch this. This is one of my favorite movies I have ever seen. Really? OK. Yes. Um, I got to the end and I just kind of went, holy cow, that was fantastic. Um, But again, it was a rough start. So I think a lot of people are going to be like, that movie sucked. This is terrible. I don't understand why everybody likes it. I don't think there's middle ground on this movie at all. Um, okay. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And I am on the love it side. Um, I don't know where I put it, but like I honestly thought like, Once it ended in the credits rolled, I sat there and I was like, this may be a top 10 movie all time for me. And that's crazy to think about. It may drop once I think about it some more. I'll probably go back and watch it again. As of right now, like it was phenomenal. Um, And I cannot recommend it enough. I just I totally understand if like you or somebody else watches and be like, I hated it. It was so stupid. Um, But hopefully most people will be on where I'm at and be like, that was incredible. Cool. All right. Yeah,
0: I've heard a lot of good things about this movie. Like it was it on Netflix at one point?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's okay, actually yeah. still in theaters, but you can rent it through like Amazon.
0: OK, I'll have to I'll have to take a look at it. There's been a couple of things that I've been meaning to watch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of waiting for things to, to finally come out like ambulance. I'm really excited yep. to watch Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I'm really excited to watch. There are a lot of good movies and I still need to keep up with it because like the other thing that i want to talk about is the flight attendant yeah um season one with uh on hbo max and i am really like i i don't want to spoil it but like kaylee coco who is the like the main actress of this i really does like she does she's an incredible actress um she kind of like in the Big Bang Theory, you kind of just don't. You, she kind of gets used as like the hot, you know, the, mm-hmm. the hot side piece to Leonard. I can't even. I'm really surprised I remember that name. Um,
1: <laughs> that was impressive.
0: Yeah, sorry. I, I don't I can't believe it, to be honest. I haven't watched Big Bang Theory in years. Uh, <laughs> I want to say over 10, but. It she's like in this crazy and overall what it is, is she is a flight attendant and she has this one crazy night and she wakes up next to a murdered body and her and the whole point of this is that she's trying to figure out who murdered him because she's convinced it's not her that murdered him because she's not that type of person or so she says. So it's this kind of like constant back and forth of like her trying to figure out like who killed who killed this person. But she like I and I'm not even sure how it all works, but the weird thing is is she like randomly phases out and like blacks out of things to talk with the person she killed. So you get to learn more about him as a person. It's kind of like you with Kaylee get to figure out who this person was and the stuff they didn't know that was going on in their lives. Like so, so many times in a murder, you never get to see who like the killer was or get to learn like what he knew or didn't know about what shady operations he was a part of. But uh, like surprisingly to me, like the uh, the performances from like Kaylee Coco, like it keeps this movie very interesting Uh, or sorry, not even movie. It's TV show. And I'm going to continue watching it like I know season three is airing now. I plan on watching season two, but there's like so much going on around her that you kind of understand why the why she's the way she is. Not that it makes her a good person. But you'll kind of realize, like, oh, like, this is this is everything that this person, like, Kaylee Coco, uh, Kaylee's character is dealing with. Um, but it's kind of like this fun mystery type thing where you're trying to figure out, like, how are they going to figure out, like, how to frame the killer who killed this person. So overall, I, I do say give it a watch. I, I surprisingly like it because um, I didn't know what to expect, but it's pretty good.
1: I think I watched the first two episodes when it first came out, and then I think I stopped. So I will have to go back and check that out. Yeah,
0: like you have to get invested like in like the the mystery part of things and also get invested into like Kaylee's character. Um, because mu- like much how like I didn't know what to expect from her. Um, like she like and maybe it's more or less that I'm just impressed of how good of an actress she is, because like I only really ever knew her in... Big Bang Theory, where I don't think she gets to properly shine who she like actually kind of as an actress is.
1: Yeah, I agree. From what I remember from the first two episodes, I thought she did a pretty good job. Um, But yeah, I'll have to go back and check that out. That way we can both talk about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to let me know if you like it or not. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be it for the podcast this week. Thank you guys for listening. If you're interested, we have a Twitter instagram and a youtube page that we're all still pretty active on and if you're interested in getting in contact with us you can email us at high sensitivitypodcast at gmail.com with any question hypotheticals or if you want to sponsor us that's that'd be sure. cool or whatever <laughs> uh, it doesn't really matter to us so again uh make sure that if you guys like the audio version to share it with friends and review it on your favorite podcasting platform the video versions come out Thursday if you do like those and please subscribe to the high sensitivity YouTube page if you want to get on there as well. I check that probably two, uh, two 3 times uh, uh, you know every 2 or 3 days. So I'm usually on there I get to see what your comments are, you know, if you have any suggestions we're willing to take it whether it's another March Madness style bracket or uh, you know a segment we should make it about. So Hopefully that one person that liked the Halo TV show finally got the closure they needed from our (laughs) podcast. So I hope I gave that to them. So with that, again, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. See you later.